Well, welcome to KVMR, Gary. There's been a lot of economic news in the past few weeks, and most of it was good. Uh, where would you like to start today in describing what's going on? Well, Paul, the best, best place to start is with the overall health of the economy over 2023 and so far in 2024. At the beginning of 2023, you may remember that most economic forecasts were expecting to see the economy fall into a recession, and in large part as a result of Federal Reserve's increases in interest rates that were designed to slow the economy and to slow inflation. Um, the best measure of overall growth in the economy is GDP or gross domestic product uh, after, after you subtract out uh, inflation from to get the actual real growth rate. Um, and by the inflation-adjusted GDP measure, the U.S. economy did quite well in 2023, especially in the second half, uh, enough so that now at the beginning of 2024, most economic forecasts are expecting the momentum from 2023 will lead to continued growth in 2024. Well, okay, Gary, but just how fast did the economy grow in 2023? Oh, details. Okay, yeah, the U.S. real economic output or inflation-adjusted GDP expanded at a 3.1% annual rate in 2023. And that is quite rapid growth rate for real GDP. Um, for comparison, the Fed policymakers in December were projecting that the U.S. economy should expand at about a 1.8% percent annual rate when inflation is down to the Fed's 2% inflation goal and the economy is running at full employment. So, you know, 3.1 is much better growth in the production of goods and services in 2023 and significantly more rapid than most of the forecasters were expecting at the beginning of the year. And, you know, again, 3.1% growth is way better than the recession that many were forecasting. Did you see the economy heading towards a, quote, soft landing in 2024. Yes, Paul, it looks like the Fed has managed to bring down the inflation rate while keeping the economy growing. That would be a, a soft landing. Um, certainly that happened in 2023. And I'd say, again, most of the economic indicators are suggesting the growth will continue in 2024. And if we look at forecasts, for example, the consensus blue chip economic forecast of about 50 forecasters, they're noting for the first quarter 2024 that um, they're seeing you know, growth in the economy. And, and so is the Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank's uh, GDP now estimate, their forecasting tool. By the way, that's available on their website. And that again, that shows the economy continuing to grow, but growing at a slower pace in the current quarter than it did in, in 2023. But it, again, expansion means more jobs, more wage increases, more economic activity. And that's good news compared to <laughs> losing jobs, falling economic activity. If the economy were to fall into a recession, uh, you know, that would be a hard landing. Well, there was also a big surprise with the jobs data last week. What happened with jobs and unemployment and what was the shock that apparently most analysts had? And were you surprised yourself? Oh, yes, Paul. I, I was surprised too. What happened? Non-farm payroll jobs in the economy, and that's the most comprehensive measure of jobs in the economy, rose by 350 3,000 jobs in January, about double the number of new jobs that many forecasts were expecting for the month. Uh, and, you know, moreover, the December new jobs number was revised upwards to 333,000 new jobs. Now, for perspective, these were two huge increases back to back, adding nearly 700,000 new jobs in only two months. You know, for comparison, the expected 
increase of around 180,000 jobs that had you know been projected before the data came out um, for the month, um, you know, would have been strong as well. Um, so when the economy then averages over 340,000 new jobs in the past two months, that is huge. And, you know, other things are going on as well. Wages are rising faster than the inflation right now and the rapid creation of new jobs. These are both convincing signs that labor markets remain tight. And that's, again, good news for workers. Continued strong job growth adds to household income and contributes to consumer spending. And that, you know, bodes well for a soft landing continuing in 2024. And businesses benefit too. Um, they're adding workers to fill the shortages of workers that many businesses have faced. You know, you've probably noticed the signs around town, help wanted, uh, as you see on many businesses. You know, and there are a couple of other positive signs as well. The U.S. economy is doing much better in terms of slowing inflation with continued job growth and GDP growth than most other um, developed nations. And also the, the unemployment rate in January remained at a low 3.7 percent. You know, that is considered full employment. Well, Gary, uh, another question. Um, what has been happening with inflation and did the overall inflation rate, including food and energy prices, actually fall in 2023 compared to 2022? Well, the Consumer Price Index measures the urban inflation rate for a basket of goods and services of consumer products. In 2023, the inflation rate um, for that basket of goods rose at a 3.3% annual rate. And that was about half of the 6.4% rate of increase it recorded in 2022. So this consumer price index measure shows that the annual inflation rate is trending down. And so that is good news. Um, again, then the Fed uses an alternative measure of inflation published uh, by the Congressional Budget Office, and that's the Personal Consumption Expenditure PCE price index that they use to set their 2% inflation goal. And like the CPI, the PCE inflation rate data for 2023 shows that inflation, the inflation rate is uh, trending down. And after the uh, inflation rate increased at a quick you know, 4.9% annual rate in 2022, it only rose at about 2.6% annual rate in, in 2023. So that's improvement. Now, here's a, a, a real-life question, uh, Gary, at this point. <laughs> okay, Gary, uh, you say prices are higher than they were a few years ago, but will the Fed's policies lead to prices falling back down to where they were before COVID and supply chain problems caused inflation to spike? Oh, good question, Paul. Um, Overall prices, and, and in some categories, like you know, prices like food prices, are, are certainly noticeably higher than they were a few years ago. Um, however, the annual increase in prices for the same basket of goods and services, again, rose, um, the inflation rate rose much more slowly in 2023 than in 2022. And that's clearly good news. Um, from the Fed's perspective, while the inflation rate has been falling, it hasn't you know, yet consistently fallen down to the 2% inflation rate that the Fed would need to see for the U.S. economy before the Fed decides to begin lowering their target interest rates. Uh, one more question, uh, Gary. Um, would it help if the overall price level were to fall? Oh, no, it would not help. If the overall price level were to fall significantly for a period of time, that's what economists call deflation. 
And that would create major problems for you, for me, for, for everybody, uh, for the economy and, and for the Federal Reserve. It's very difficult with um, interest rates to, to turn that around. So consider this, if overall prices are falling like they did during the Great Depression of the 1930s, you would expect to see wages overall falling as well. And you know, most of us would consider that to be very bad news indeed. So deflation or falling price level, um, including falling wages, usually only occurs when you get a very severe recession or even worse, a depression where the economy is shrinking and you have a very high unemployment rate. And, you know, no one wants to go there. That's kind of the wild card in the card game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a scary card. Gary, thank you so much and look forward to talking with you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, Paul. Thank you. You bet. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco and is currently a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria. He teaches courses in economics and finance. 